Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. I'm Moshe. The title of my message today is Dishonor. Scripture from Romans 12.1 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. To be holy is to be set apart, to show oneself holy, having a spiritual pure quality. We are God's children, so what we do and how we conduct ourselves as Christians will bring honor to God or it won't. It is the same thing as bringing honor or dishonor to our earthly parents. I have heard people say their parents raised them to say, yes ma'am, no ma'am, please and thank you. So for someone to act the way they do, they're bringing dishonor to their parents and their parents would not be pleased with that behavior. For those of us who are Christians, our behavior will bring honor to our Heavenly Father as long as we conduct ourselves accordingly to His mandates instead of the world's standards. I wanted to talk about dishonoring God because God's wrath is real. We don't want to look at a God who will bring wrath on a person or a people, but God will. And some people will say God wouldn't do that, but they're wrong. God will. When you read scripture from the Old Testament, you will read where God brought wrath to people for disobedience. And he brought wrath to nations for disobedience. I want to go to the book of Numbers, chapter 20, and I'm going to read verse 9 through 12. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I gave them. Backing up just a little bit, this covers Numbers chapter 20, verse 6 through 20. Aaron and Moses went before God in the first place because everyone was complaining to them. They were angry with them because there was no water. And they were wondering why they were brought out to this desert to die. So Aaron and Moses went before the Lord and prayed. And God told them 
what needed to be done. He told Moses to speak to the rock and water would come forth. But sometimes when we go to the Lord in prayer because we're upset about something, when we're done with that prayer, we don't always have our spirit clear of the situation and resolved of the situation. And we really should. When we go to God about a situation that we are upset about, when we walk away from that prayer, it should be resolved in our spirit and in our heart. That anger should be gone. Moses was holding on to something in his spirit because he went to the Lord to get answers and God gave him the answer. So he took the staff as God told him to and he went back out. But instead of speaking to the rock like God told him, he struck the rock and he called them names. When he went back out, that anger that he had hoarded up in his spirit poured out. He dishonored God. So we need to think about that when we take something to God in prayer and we're upset, angry, hurt, whatever the emotion is. When you go to God in prayer seeking an answer, pray for your spirit. Pray for that pain that you're feeling. Pray for that anger that you are dealing with and leave it there at the altar. Leave it there at your prayer closet. Wherever you are praying to God about this situation, you need to leave it there with him. And Moses didn't do that, or he would not have gone back out there and struck that rock. And in disobedience to God, he also dishonored God. As a result, God told him that he and Aaron will not enter into the promised land that God had brought the community to. So this is a situation where God does it his way. God is a just God. And we only want to look at him being loving, forgiving, full of grace and mercy. But God, he's a holy God and he's not playing. So Moses did die as well as Aaron. They did not go into the promised land. Not every person that disobeys God will end up dead. God will choose how he wants to deal with you. But don't say what God will not do because he's God and he can do what he wants. I want to talk about King David and I'm going to paraphrase the first part of this. King David allowed lust to enter in his flesh and from there he took calculated actions that cost someone their life and King David has always been a man after God's own heart he communicates with God he's been obedient to God he's had an awesome relationship with God so he is one of those people in the Old Testament that you could say God loved him. David saw Bathsheba bathing on her roof from his rooms and he inquired about her and he found out that she was married. 
and the man she was married to was a man who was in his army. That should have stopped him right there. But instead, he invited her up to meet him, and he seduced her, and she got pregnant by him. So he wanted to cover this up. So he had her husband brought to him, and he was trying to coax the husband to go home to his wife. His servant, Uriah, who is Bathsheba's husband, was loyal to the king. And so he stayed at the house with the servants. He didn't want to go to his wife. And when he wouldn't go to his wife, then David decided, okay, I need to get rid of him. So he writes a letter and he sends this letter to one of the head men in the army. And he sent that letter by Uriah. So Uriah is carrying his own death sentence and he doesn't even know. But the letter said to put Uriah in the path of danger on the battlefield. And it happened and Uriah died. And after Uriah died and the mourning period for him passed, David took Bathsheba and married her. So it all was covered. At least he thought. But God sees everything. He sees everything that we do. Why we do it and who's involved. God was not pleased with David's actions. God sent a prophet to David to talk to him. And that prophet gave David an interesting scenario of one person victimized by another. And in telling the story, David was very upset and angry over this scenario that he was given by Nathan. And then Nathan says, but that man is you. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 7 to 14. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your hands. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah, and if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house. Because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household I am going to bring calamity upon you. Before your very eyes I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you. And he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. But because by doing this you have made the enemies of the Lord show utter contempt, the son born to you 
will die. You can find the story of David and Bathsheba in 2 Samuel chapter 11, 1 through 27. And you can find the full story of Nathan speaking to David in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 1 through 14. Moses died. God did not take David's life, but he did take the life of his child. We as humans do not rise so high that we can't be brought down. We bring dishonor to God in the way that we behave, the lack of trust and breaking his commandments. Just because society says it's okay to do something, that does not mean that it is okay with God. If we aren't careful, it's very easy to row with the flow of how society does things. Before you know it, you are using their lingo and acting like them. David allowed the lust of the flesh to drive him to commit adultery and murder. None of us are exempt. If we disrespect, disobey, and dishonor him, it is not okay with him. In Proverbs 16.2, it says, All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirit. Moses thought he was clean and okay, and righteous in his own eyes. We believe the same about ourselves, but from the spiritual point of view, his actions were not okay with God. David's lust of the flesh was not okay with God. And how we choose to live our life, there are things that we do that's not okay with God. No one has the mind of God. Do not allow your flesh and your ideals about God to cause you to be deceived. He is a loving God but his wrath will show when we dishonor him. People have blocked their blessings, lost their lives. Honor God in his holiness and choose to live holy yourself. He is a God of love, but he is also a God of discipline. My closing prayer. Lord, I pray that we honor you in holiness and live by your mandates. You are God, and you will give favor to whom and how you want to give it. You will bring wrath to those that you feel deserve it. It is not for us to say what you will and will not do. Our focus should be on what we should not do according to your will. When we live according to our flesh, we dishonor you. It says in Proverbs sixteen seven. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. May we work out our salvation and choose to serve you in a way that will always honor you and give you the glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen.